Beam Babe. Welcome to the Beam Life Podcast, where we are all about honoring your truth, prioritizing your passions, and unlocking your potential. Let's go. I'm your host, Caitlin, and it's my calling in life to create this community of like-minded, kick-ass women ready to make moves and live a life they are obsessed with. So if you're ready to be everything and more, babe, let's get this party started. Hey, babe. Oh my gosh. Today is a special episode because it is the Beam Life Podcast second birthday. Of course, the Beam Life Podcast would be a Scorpio. Um, For those of you that follow the Beam Life on Instagram, you probably saw that it was my birthday followed by my daughter's birthday and now the Beam Life's birthday. So (laughs) I, um, yeah, this was all just coincidence that it happened to be in the month of November, a few days after my birthday, but I am honored and happy to share the Scorpio season with the Beam Life and all of you today. I have a very special episode. As you know, normally I have guests on here, but I really wanted to be the one to talk about the experience I've had over the last two years from the women I've met, from the business I've grown, from the failures, from the triumphs, and all the things. Plus, I'm tying it in with our last 61 challenge theme. So week three, our theme is gratitude and our word of the week is joy. And I promise y'all, I did not intentionally have those two lined up for today. And so it must be the universe saying, Gratitude and joy must be on the Beam Life's birthday because that's truly the two things I feel so much. So before I get into more about gratitude and joy, I want to take you on a journey. So two years ago, it you know, it's crazy. When I say two years ago, do you also feel sometimes a little bit lost? I think two years ago means 2018, but it was 2019. I'm so thrown off with the pandemic. So it's the end of 2019. And I, prior to launching the podcast, had just asked for separation in my marriage. And I was feeling nervous and unsure and scared and I was in survival mode and I don't know about you but survival mode you know we're in that fight or flight Um, emotions are a little bit chaotic and it's hard to make rational decisions and I didn't um, really have a super clear support system because everything I knew, which was attached to my prior life and career, was crumbling. And besides the new relationship that I was in, I didn't have anything else to lean on. And so here comes the birth 
of the beam life, which was my way of journaling and my way of therapy. It was through the conversations I had on the mic that I was able to process some emotions and tough, tough things I was facing. Um, I don't wish divorce on my worst enemies. Um, It is one of the most gut-wrenching things I think a person can go through, even if it is a civil one. And so at this point, um, I am fighting for my mental sanity, for my identity, and I had no idea the next steps to take or where to go. But what I did know was that I loved the woman I was on the mic. I loved the power I felt. I loved the confidence I had. I loved that I could say anything and it felt so freeing. I would love to know what that is for you because when we find that place, that place of peace, it's important that we hold on to that and we have that as a constant when we get hit in the face by life, right? And I knew that no matter what happened to me, I had the mic. And it was at that point that I started to sort through things. And it was interesting because even though I had coached in the fitness space for so long, it was once I became a podcaster that I realized what I really loved about coaching was the process of transformation, was the mindset shifts, was the taking back of power, was the recognition of potential. Those were the things I loved about coaching. I didn't like to coach anymore about reps and weights and harder and faster and stronger. Um, That didn't feel like part of my identity. And honestly, I'm not sure that it ever was. And that was a, a learning opportunity as well to know that it's okay to change your mind and to once identify with something and then no longer identify with that. And I think we get so caught up on these boxes and identities that it's the very thing where we get lost, right? Think about that for a second. It's in our identities and our strong tether to that and the unwillingness to see other things or change as the reason we sometimes get lost. So at this point, I am rediscovering who I am as a entrepreneur, as a woman, as a mom, as um, a person in a new relationship, and as a friend. And all of these things started coming up for me. And those things looked like imposter syndrome. 
It looked like anxiety. It looked like grief because I was truly shedding and losing everything I once knew. It was as if literally a death had happened. Um, I was dealing with um, being in very uncomfortable situations and having to make quick moves so that I could get on my feet faster. The one thing I know that I counted on during that time when I reflect back was even though I was scared, I kept asking myself if I were given the opportunity to go back and change my mind um, and say, okay, you know what? Just kidding. I'm going to go back to this life. Would I? If I could just erase all the bad things that happened and I could just go back, would I? And the answer was always a hard no. So I knew that what was waiting for me in the future was far better than the discomfort I was feeling in the present moment. So I kept thinking about the future and what I wanted and the community I wanted to build and the women I wanted to reach. And that is truly what got me through some very dark, dark times. It was the beam, the beam of light. And as cheesy as that sounds, it truly was. The beam life has always been my light and my happy place. Um, the times that I can think of that I have felt the most like myself and the safest and the ability to be vulnerable was in the Beam Life community. And there is nothing like a sisterhood. Absolutely nothing like a sisterhood of women who you know would be there for you in a heartbeat if you called upon them. And I don't know a lot of people that could say that. And that is the type of bond that this community has just started to build over the last two years. And honestly, I get choked up thinking about the impact this community has made on my healing, on my own personal growth, on my leadership, on my motherhood, on my journey of self-love and self-discovery because within this community, we are a mixed bag. We come from all different places and backgrounds. We're different ages. And it's through our experiences, our shared experiences, that we learn from each other. So yeah, the last two years have been a journey and I can contribute the success of the beam life to a couple things. And I would say the first thing is I have failed a lot and it's through failure that I become more okay with making decisions because I see that even though an outcome didn't succeed the way I had projected or wished, that I'm still standing on my two feet and I've learned from it. So it's definitely through failure that I have reached 
where I'm at and I'm just getting started. The other things that have lent uh, you know, itself to my success is taking action. I didn't just dream about this community. Every single day I take action to connect, to grow, to um, show up in whatever way that I am in that moment for you and for this community. I have hired a coach, several coaches actually, and that has been transformational. Even coaches like me need coaches. It's how we get better. And lastly, the biggest contribution to my success, and it's usually the contribution to everyone's success, is the belief in yourself. I believed in myself and what I knew I was capable of. And that's what I help anyone within my Beam Life community or coaching space. That is my hope for them to also realize that with your personal belief in yourself, there is no ceiling, babe. Anything is possible. And honestly, when you don't go for it, when you don't take that action, when you're not willing to fail, when you don't want to ask for the support or the help or the accountability and without the belief in yourself, you are holding yourself back from showing yourself what's capable and from the true potential that you actually have. Because I'm sorry, it's not like some people are born with it and some people aren't. That is just a bullshit lie. What is true is that we are all born unique and with gifts and it is our duty to discover that gift and to share it with the world which brings me to gratitude and joy it ties so perfectly into this gratitude is stands is for the letter a and beam in our last 61 challenge attitude of gratitude And the reason I believe gratitude to be one of the grounding four-step principles is that without gratitude, literally it is impossible to feel fulfillment on a daily basis. And when I say gratitude, I think some people mistake it that we have to have these big things, right? That we're always walking around with a smile on our face and thankful, 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 thankful. And nobody has bad dates. That is not true. Gratitude is about looking for the little things that happen to you moment to moment within a day that you might have never even realized before. I mean, how many of you wake up with a hug from a kiddo, a snuggle from a pet, a warm cup of coffee, a roof over your head, a cuddly favorite blanket, a good book, right? How many of you actually have that tangibly every day? But yet, because it happens every day, we lose the gratitude in it. And so that, to me, is the gratitude. It's looking for the good 
because it's the law of attraction, Bean Babe. When we look for good, the good finds us. So instead of looking for the ways you could have done something better or the flaws that you might see in yourself, which I can almost guarantee no one else sees but you, and instead of looking for how you know you could make this better and that better, just try flipping it for a second and seeing the good and the gratitude in that moment, right? And I always talk about a gratitude practice, but that is a huge part of the last 61 challenge, writing down three things you're grateful for every single day. And optimally, it is small things that happen. Um, I'm never going to be one to tell you what to be grateful for, but the but the smaller and the more day-to-day you can pick your gra- uh, gratitude, the more you train your brain to actually look for that kind of stuff, right? So I recommend having a gratitude practice. I've had a couple of other podcasts about this specifically, um, but gratitude is everything and it also helps with confidence. Um, It helps with imposter syndrome, which is also part of confidence. It helps to attract more of the things that you want in your life. So if there is anything that um, a habit you want to start that you don't have, I would even say like above a fitness habit or a health habit is to start with gratitude. It's the easiest to do, but it's the one we let go of the fastest and it makes the most impact. However, when starting a gratitude practice, it's so important that you understand that the benefits build over time. In a society where we are all about doing, 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 and less being, 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 (laughs) is we get so caught up in the task of gratitude, right? So it's like, okay, my gratitude practice is to write down three things every day. Did I check the box? Did I write down three things? But what I want to challenge you, um, because as a coach, I'm here to challenge you, is when you go to write your gratitude is Who are you? Who is the beam babe as you're writing the gratitude practice? Are you just doing it to do it and just writing it down and like going through the motions? Or are you actually mentally present while writing your gratitude? And that goes for everything across the board, right? Who are you being? Not what are you doing or how you are doing it. Being is the key word here, and we need to focus on being less of a task master and more of a uh, Zen master. I guess that's the word I'm looking for, right? And it's to truly be present with it and not just doing it for the sake of doing. I think you get the point I'm driving home there. So Know that just because you do a gratitude practice for one week and you're like, this is crap, it's not working, it takes time. It's a habit just like anything else. It's a muscle. You don't just go to the gym one time, work out, and expect to be ripped, right? It takes time. It's the same thing with gratitude. 
and then you will wake up just like you do one day after working out and you're like, oh my gosh, I can see my abs. I have a six pack, right? It's the same thing with gratitude. One day you wake up within your practice and you're like, wow, I am feeling what it actually feels like to be consistently grateful. And it is a different vibe, y'all. It is a different vibe. So get on that vibe, practice that gratitude, and let's bring in the joy now, right? And so I love joy. Joy is, I think I just get happy saying the word joy, but it's a new feeling for me because I have not felt joy until these past, I would say, eight months to a year consistently, right? I'd have times of joy, sure. But this consistent joy is addicting. And the joy came from choosing joy. I hope you heard me there. The joy came from choosing joy. Because let me tell you something, Bean Babe. Joy doesn't just show up at your doorstep and decide to like knock and happen to you. Mm -mm. Joy is something you decide to let into your mind, to your heart, to your house, right? We either allow it in or we keep it out. So what I realized is all those years I missed out on consistent joy It was because, not because the universe felt like I didn't deserve joy. It was because I was not opening and allowing myself to feel it for whatever reason, right? At different times, we have different reasons for things. But it was that awareness that allowed me to now be on a constant search and always have an invitation for joy. One of the most common questions I get from clients is, well, yeah, joy sounds wonderful, but I'm in a really dark place right now. How are you expecting me to feel joy and to get joy? And there's a couple ways that are proven to invite joy into your life. The first one is service. And what I mean by that is, like I mentioned earlier, is that we all have gifts. There are special things that we have as humans and each one of us are built differently. But when we really own our gifts and then take those and share them with another person and watch what that gift can do for that person, oh baby, there is nothing like that joy. Literally nothing. So that is tried and true. Number one, sharing your gifts with the world because you are the only one that has that gift and there is nothing like the joy that comes from that. The next thing um, that can invite joy into your life is allowing yourself to be surprised and to have wonder, right? As adults, I feel like, you know, we lose that that mystery. And, um, you know, I really see it a lot being a mother because just a great example, last night 
we brought my daughter out to a place that's kind of like a Benihana, right? Like a Teppan style grill. And she had never seen anything like that in her life. And as adults, we've seen, seen it before. They cook on the table. You know, you're going to do a fire and it's like big whoop, but watching the fire light up on her, our table. And then like her face of what that looked like and the surprise and the awe that's joy, right? That's joy is allowing yourself to be surprised and to not always try to find the answers, right? We're just hardened to like, well, what's behind door number two? We got to go find out. Instead, allow yourself to be surprised. Another way to find joy is to be silly and playful. Again, this goes kind of along with number two with the surprising, but silliness is allowing yourself to cut loose and dance is playing in a park. Um, recently with the gym that I am a, uh, you know, where I coach, we played a big, um, kickball tournament and oh my gosh, it was so fun as adults to be kids again. Right. Uh, we lose that sense of playfulness sometimes and joy is connecting back to playfulness. And lastly, for me, I think the biggest description of joy is connection. When I feel connected to my authentic self, and when I feel connection to other women being authentic in their self, or if I connect with my partner in their authentic self, or my child in her authentic self, that is joy. Connection is joy. As humans, we need each other. It's important that we show up for each other. And it's literally through that connection of either verbal, physical, whatever it may be, that is the gift of joy. So always being yourself and using that and connecting with others is joy. So yeah, it is with an extremely joyful and grateful heart that I sign off on this episode today. I am so grateful. I get deary eyed. So grateful for this community. And honestly, I don't know where I'd be without it. So Thank you for continuing to show up and to listen and being a part of this sisterhood. I love you. Never stop beaming. The world needs you, babe. Let's go. You are the best, Beam Babe. Thanks for listening to my podcast. If you love this episode, it would mean so much if you would share it with another Beam Babe or post it on social and tag me at The Beam Life so I can tell you thank you for helping me share the mission. You can also send me a text. Yes, a real text to 323-673-2709 where we can connect outside of the podcast. You can either chat with me one-on-one or just receive the weekly text I send to beam you up throughout your week. Anyways, it's been fun as always, and I'm honored to be a part of your journey. Until next time, keep beaming, babe.